Hey guys, and thank you for listening or watching another episode of Live Free Podcast, where I talk about living a life of freedom, rest, and expansion in Christ Jesus. I have a prophetic word from the Lord, and he told me to title this one, Buried Alive. Buried Alive. God is always wanting to restore people, his people, or people back unto himself. And the only way that you can truly confront something is it has to be exposed, right? So as I began to uh, uh, listen to God in my prayer time, the Holy Spirit began to minister to me that a lot of my people, he said, has been buried alive, meaning you're walking around and you're existing, but you're not really living. And life is only found in Jesus Christ and him and him alone. So the Bible says, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What is God saying? What does it mean to be able to see? Well, according to Ephesians 1 and 18, the Bible says, let the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know the hope of your calling. So God is wanting to unveil and to remove the blinders. They're called spiritual blinders is what the enemy will try to put on people. And how he does that, God is saying, is a strategy, right? It's a strategy, but God says it's, it's buried. His knowledge and understanding is buried under a list of things. He began to name uh, some things that were buried under, you know, um, the eyes of your understanding being buried under certain things and certain mindsets. So he began to speak about broken mindsets, confusion. Uh, you know, it's the double job to keep us confused or to keep us distracted and to keep us um involved in all kinds of things, even something as simple as posting social media, uh, just to keep our mind totally consumed with things, be it good or bad things, that, that has nothing to do with eternal value, has nothing to do with glorifying God, or just putting your focus back on God, because he knows that in the presence of God, there's the fullness of everything that you need. So in order for his strategies to work, he has to keep your mind preoccupied with things that have nothing to do with God, because in God's presence is the fullness of everything that you need. So if he can keep you distracted with things that don't matter about nothing, he can keep you from your blessings. He can keep you from relationship with Jesus, which is the most important decision or thing that you can ever do every single day. You know, some, um, um, and you know, in the Bible, I remember Mar Martha and Mary and, you know, one was running around busy and the other one was sitting at Jesus feet and Jesus spoke and said, she has chosen the more, uh, um, the more, the best thing, which is to sit at his feet, right? The more, um, valuable thing I should say. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And so what God is saying that the enemy likes to keep us confused. He likes to keep us distracted. He likes to keep us in turmoil and, and all kinds of setbacks. But God is saying that he's unmasking the enemy. And, and the enemy likes to disguise himself, you know, in broken mindsets and confusion and distrust. You know, people have trust issues or they may not believe the Bible has really been written by the Spirit of the Lord. The Bible says the Word of God is infallible, right? The Word of God is the final authority. The Word of God is Jesus himself. And the only way that I can explain this to you is the Bible is the 
if God had to write a, a story about his life and about who he is, it would be in word form, which is the Bible. The Bible says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God and everything was made through him and nothing exists without him. So the Bible is the infallible word of God. And if the enemy can cause you to walk in a place of distrust or illusions or delusion, and have trust issues towards God. He can keep you from really having a revelation of who you really are first and foremost in Christ. And then he can keep you from actually being walking out the very things that God has for you or just being saved and being set free from demonic oppression. So that is the trick of the enemy. You know, the God also says that he disguises himself in pain and trauma, you know, keeping again, keeping you distracted with other things. Um, demon of the past. Uh, I heard uh, Apostle Eckhart say this one time that he was casting out a demon and he asked the demon what was his name out of that individual. He, he said he's the demon of the past, which means that the enemy is notorious for notorious for keeping you looking back when you should be looking forward. So what he does is he set up monuments in your mind. He set up, you know, horrible uh, past experiences where you keep reliving the, the horrible experience over and over again, or you keep reliving what someone said about you over and over again, or you keep reliving the, the, uh, the manipulative things that people have done to you, or just um, how people wasn't there for you, or how you didn't grow up without a mom or a dad, or how the people on your job treat you so wrong and and it was at a job you worked at 10 years ago you know and you have so many uh past experiences there's nothing wrong with a testimony but it's different from being constantly reminded of bad things that are happened to you or will happen to you and then he keeps us also uh trying to worry about things that has never happened you know, the, you know, um, sometimes you have to think of it this way, you know, your Bob, the Bible says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. So we have to let our minds be in God that we have to cast down according to second Corinthians 10 and four, we have to cast down those vain imaginations. That's what those are vain imaginations and everything that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. And we have to take every thought captive into the obedience of Christ Jesus. So we have to cast those negative thoughts down. We have to cast all of those past things that the enemy wants to keep in our presence. Things that have happened, things people have died and have gone on or have left and you haven't seen them in 20 years and you're still holding something that happened to you as a child or a teenager or a young adult. God once said, you need to be, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. So another thing that God showed me was the traditions of men. He likes to keep people trapped in a tradition and a religious mindset on a religious, you know, traditions and ceremonies and things that are, have no, uh, power or have no correlation with the word of God or with the kingdom of God, I should say. And so religion and, and traditions of men and doctrines taught and old sayings and old things that you grew up with that was passed down from generation to generation that is not even in the Bible, you know, things that were quoted that people take as law, it's take as the word of God that was never in the Bible. <laughs> And never, and you can't find it in the Bible. God said he wants to break those mindsets, the traditions of men, the doctrines that are taught by demons, because that's all it is, you know, to keep you from walking in and flowing and moving in the things of God and being in the present and 
And the Bible says that the, 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 the violent take it by force. So sometimes you got to take your healing back. You have to take your mind back from the enemy because God would never get anything that much control over you, which lets me know that you have the authority and the power to walk and take back those things that the enemy has stolen, even the, the relationships that he has stolen from you. And also God showed me the ideologies and also he showed me the sin, the sin that keeps the blockages, the, the, we're still talking about buried alive. We're still talking about uh, you're living, but you're not really, you're existing, but you're not really living in Christ and walking in that abundant life. So now we're talking about sin. Sin will block you from the blessings. It will block you and the enemy knows that. So if he can't get you to sin one way, he'll try to get you to sin another way. And what do I mean by that? Meaning if someone else is sinning, but then you get angry at that person for doing what they did and then you begin to walk in unforgiveness based on something somebody else did have you ever noticed that the enemy will bring up stuff or have somebody to strike up a conversation with you about something and what you'll end up doing is getting angry or upset about something that has nothing to do with you and you begin to take on that offense and that offense has nothing to do with you. But then you begin to walk in it and then it, it starts to build and he'll send the person back again to start building on that. So he can build up a an altar or he can build up a ideology or a mindset to keep you always distracted and to keep you always walking in a fence. And a lot of times some people walk in a fence and they offended about something that has absolutely nothing to do with them. Now, I'm not talking about the holy and righteous anger, or I'm not talking about hating the things that God hates, but I'm talking about walking in something. Sometimes people get so mad at somebody else's husband or wife that's cheating on them. They take on that whole thing like it's happening to them. And so the enemy will keep you in a destructive cycle, keep you uh, in the past, remembering old things, remembering things that, that's, that's not even happening right now to keep you out of the presence of God. Because again, in the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy. And then he began to show me the unbelief, right? The unbelief that keeps you. Uh, uh, Jesus said that he could not even do miracles in certain uh uh, towns in his hometown because of the unbelief he tries to keep you in unbelief and doubt oh is it really true you know how the the enemy told uh, eve in the garden did he really tell you not to eat from the tree do you really believe that god is going to do this for you do you really believe that there's prosperity do you really think that there's abundance oh he haven't came through thus far those are the things that the enemy would try to play in your head but i'm here to tell you god it says that he came and manifested to just to destroy the works of the devil jesus christ himself so the Bible says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. And then he comes to worry. He comes to grief, you know, loss. You know, if you have lost a loved one, if you have lost a job, if you have lost a marriage, if you have lost a relationship, if you have lost, it comes in the form of that. So he can keep you in grief. He can keep you in sadness and misery, you know, so that you would never have any hope, that you would never walk in faith, you know, or he'll keep you in fear, anxiety, worry, Things about that has never happened. He'll keep you, you know, try to keep you bound up in fear. Fear, worrying about something that will never and probably would never happen to keep your mind off Jesus. Shame, you know, shame. Some people have regret. Some people have shame. Some people cannot even forgive themselves, let alone forgive other people. But God says he came to destroy the works of the devil. So he says you are alive, but for some the mind is buried with a web of lies and broken mindsets from the enemy. 
the first thing he says is to repent. That was the first thing that Jesus is preaching. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. What does that mean? That means to change the way you think. God is saying, tear down all those mindsets that keep you out of his presence, that keep you from being blessed, that keep you in doubt, that keep you in worry and fear, that keep you in shame, that keep you in grief and sorrow. There's nothing wrong with grief and nothing wrong with lamenting over lost loved ones, but you cannot stay there. God is saying it arise for your light has come for the glory of the Lord will rise upon you. So you need to come up out of your stupor, come up out of your, 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 your um, pity party, God says, right? So the first thing is to repent, meaning change the way you think for the kingdom of God is at hand. Not only change the way you think, but change your actions as well. And how do we do that? We do that by surrendering to Jesus. And once we surrender to him, the Holy Spirit comes in and then he empowers us. You can't empower yourself. He empowers us to live for Christ, to see Christ, to be renewed in the mind. This is all, but he needs your permission. God has to tear down those altars and broken mindsets, those false belief systems that have made the word of God of no effect in your life. It all starts with the love of God. You have to know that you are loved perfectly. The Bible says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that all of your days were written even before one came to be. So it it all starts with love. And the Bible says the perfect love of God will cast out all fear. So in order for you to fear to be gone, you have to know that God cares about you. He loves you. He, he's concerned about every detail of your life, even those minuscule, minute things that you may think, oh, God ain't thinking about that. Oh, yeah, he's thinking about everything. The Bible says the hairs on your head are numbered. That lets me know that everything about you, God is concerned, concerned with. And he said that he would perfect those things that concern you. So as small as that you may think they are, God is concerned about them. So everything that affects you, he's going to perfect that. And some are paralyzed by fear and worry about things that may never happen. You know, I heard a quote once. The quote was said this, why worry about something you can't change? I didn't say the Bible said, I said, there's a quote that says, why worry about something that you cannot change? You have no power to change it. Only God can change a situation. So the Bible says, lay everything at his feet. The Bible says, lay aside every weight that so easily besets you. Why? Because weights wear us down. It wear us out. You know, sometimes the enemy's whole MO is to wear you out. With one thing after the next, one thing after the next, one thing that has some, some of the things have nothing to do with you. It has to do with other people, but he has set up people to come into your life, to bring all of these distractions in so they can keep you out of the presence of God. But the devil is a lie. God said he came to, to set the captives free. So your vision and your view has been clouded, but God says it's a smoke screen. It's a smoke screen, guys. You have to be willing to Work with the Holy Spirit and give him permission. Just like the enemy needs permission to put those thoughts in your head, you have to give the Holy Spirit permission to change your heart and mind and just be willing to lay before him and say, Lord, look, I give it all to you. I don't pick it back up. I give it all to you.
So it's a partnership. That's what it's called. It's, it's called free will, right? You have to allow, give the Holy Spirit permission to empower you to live for Christ. You can't do it on your own. It's not by works lest any man should boast. It's not because we're so good that we can do it. God's supernatural comes on your natural and empowers you to live for him. But he needs your permission. He needs a yes. And it's called change. Change the way you think towards the kingdom principles, which is the word of God. You know, God needs a yes. Uh, you know, the Lord needs a yes from you. He needs, the Holy Spirit needs your permission to operate. And, you know, I don't, you know, you can say, Lord, yes, I agree. And I don't really fully understand, but, you know, in humility, repentance, and out of obedience, I will yield and surrender. I will allow the agent of change. Who is the agent of change? The Holy Spirit to do the work in you and allow the Holy Spirit to do the work in you and through you so that you can begin to see what we call see, that the eyes of your heart be enlightened. You begin to see the vision and be changed and be renewed and restored and blessed. And so you just simply say, Lord, I come out of agreement with the enemy um, and, and I come into agreement with God. I come into agreement with the Holy Spirit to transform me into the image of Jesus, your son, that he may be glorified in my life, that I may see clearly and concisely with no blurs or confusion. Lord, we just thank you right now. We just pray that. God would open the eyes of your heart and your understanding that you would give him permission to break off old mindsets and lies of the devil that has had you held up and delayed or captured in a web of foolery is what God said. It's a web of foolery. So you said without vision, this is what the Bible says, without vision, without revelation, the people perish or cast off restraint. But blessed are those who heed the wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 29 and 18, be blessed, guys. I pray this word bless you. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. And until the next time, I will see you in the next video. And I just decree and declare over your life that you will have all that God has for you. But remember, he needs your permission. He needs your permission so that you can be empowered to walk this thing out. Be blessed in Jesus' name.